Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at the troubleshooting process. We'll be discussing general troubleshooting procedures. We're going to look at the seven-step troubleshooting process. We're going to talk about questioning end users, gathering information, troubleshooting with layered models. And then we're going to take a look at a structured troubleshooting methods. And then finally, we're going to talk about some guidelines for selecting a troubleshooting method. This episode is part of my series on enterprise networking security and automation for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Troubleshooting can be time consuming because networks are different, different problems occur, and Trouble, troubleshooting experiences varies by the individuals. Having a structured troubleshooting method will overall shorten the troubleshooting time. Several troubleshooting processes out there that can be used to solve a problem. And here is one process. It's a logical flowchart of a simplified three-stage troubleshooting process. Having a process is good to follow. If you're new to the industry, if you get nervous, especially if you get nervous when that boss is standing over your shoulder saying, why isn't my networking working? You don't have the answer for them. And so you have to go through the process. Here's a nice three, um, three stage troubleshooting process. First one here is gather the symptoms. How do I know there's a problem? What, what is the problem? I can't, I can't connect to the website. And so you're going to start gathering the, gathering the information here. As you gather the information, you can start to look at isolating the problem. Okay, we're narrowing it down. We're narrowing it down. It comes up that IP addressing isn't working for something. Once you've isolated that problem, then you can go ahead and correct it. Now, is the problem fixed? Nope, it didn't fix the problem or created another problem. Because sometimes when you fix one problem, it reveals there's another problem. My recommendation, always fix the first problem you find and then go on and test it. But if that didn't fix your problem, then we start this whole process over here with the stage one of gathering your symptoms, gathering information. But if it did fix your problem, good. You can tell your boss, hey, I fixed the problem. And then the other thing you need to remember here is to document your solution. So document what was the problem, how you found it, and what you did to fix it. And then also make sure you save your changes. A router or a switch, if you don't save your changes and it happens to reload, it's gonna revert back to the last time it was saved and you're gonna to have to go through this whole troubleshooting process again. So make sure you save your changes. There's a seven step troubleshooting process. And this is what most people recommend to use. We start off with the first step. First step here is define our problem. We're gonna verify that there is a problem. And that's usually one of the first things I do. When a user says, I have a problem, I walk over there and I say, show me that problem. And guess what? 75% of that time, that problem went away. Why did that problem go away? Because I'm standing there. They're going to make sure they did every step that they're supposed to. And it will work. 
probably beforehand because nobody was watching them. They were drinking their coffee. They were texting on their phone. They were distracted. And so they didn't do every step they had to, and it, that's why it didn't work. But now that you're there, they did every step and it worked. So make sure you verify that there actually is a problem before you start fixing it. And then once you verify what the problem is, properly define what that problem is. So that's the first one is, is define your problem. The second one here is gathering information. You want to go in there, you want to identify the targets, the hosts of the devices, whatever the problem is, you wanna identify that. You want to make sure you gather all the information about them. And so go ahead and try to access them, get all the information you can and, and gather all that up. Moving on to the third step, this is analyze information. You're gonna look at all this information you just gathered and you're going to identify possible causes using network documentation, network baselines, knowledge basement, or sorry, knowledge bases and peers. You're going to go through and look at this data. Do I notice anything? Can I see any problems from that? Then we're going to eliminate possible causes. You're going to start looking there. From doing your analysis here, you're gonna have a list of possible causes. You're gonna to start to eliminate them. You're gonna progressively eliminate those possible causes to eventually identify the most probable cause. So you're gonna go ahead and narrow it down and say, okay, this one is probably causing our problem. Then you're gonna go ahead and propose a hypothesis. And so actually this was four up here. This is five. You're gonna propose a hypothesis. and when the most probable cause has been identified, you're going to get a, you're going to formulate a solution that should hopefully fix that problem. So you're going to propose a solution to that problem you identified back here in step four. Once you have that proposal done for that hypothesis, then you're actually going to go, go ahead, step six here, test your hypothesis. You're gonna assess the urgency of the problem. Do I need to fix it right now? Is the business shut down? Do I have to fix it? Or can I wait? Can, can I, there's a problem, but we can fix it at night or on the weekend or during a normal maintenance cycle. Then you're gonna create a rollback plan because if you implement your what you think is the solution and it causes a whole lot of other problems, you want to be able to roll back. Once you have your safety net set, that rollback plan, you're going to implement the solution and verify that it actually worked. When you're done with six, seven, or you're done with six, testing your hypothesis, you're going to move on to step seven, where the you're solving the problem. So when solved here, inform all the involved. So whoever had the problem, whoever whoever brought it to you that there was a problem, let them know it was fixed. Let your supervisor know that that problem was fixed and then document the cause and the solution. So that way, if it ever happens again in the future, you can just quickly look through your notes and that would be part of steps two and three here. Next time you have a problem, you're gonna look through your notes and say, did we have anything like that in the past? If we did, this was the solution. Is this the problem? And so that'll help eliminate your time by having that good documentation. When you start your troubleshooting, usually one of the first things you do is you're defining your problem. You have to go to that person that said there is a problem. And you need to have a conversation with that person 
and find out what the problem was. You have to ask per pertinent questions like, what doesn't work? What exactly is the problem? What are you trying to accomplish? One of the other big things I have my end users do is say, show me what doesn't work. Show me. That will have them go through the process because a lot of times when they describe a problem, it's going to be the internet doesn't work. Okay, the internet doesn't work, but on our corporate network, there's a whole lot of things that could be the possibility of that from layer one connectivity issues to the routing protocols on our devices, to the DHCP servers, to your edge routers, your default gateways not working. There's a whole list of things. And if you have them show me, then you guys can start talking the same language. Just determine the scope of the problem. Who does this affect? Is it just the one person or is it everybody in this room? Is it everybody on the accounting VLAN that has this problem? What devices is happening on? So have them show you what devices it's actually happening them on. Then you go ahead and determine when the problem occurred or when, when, when does it occur? When exactly does this problem occur? Does it always happen at 10.10 in the morning every day? Oh, that's when the janitor takes his coffee break and he turns on his uh, radio and maybe it has bad grounding and it's causing interference in your wireless access point. It could be something weird like that. When was the first problem noticed? Well, the problem started two weeks ago. Okay, well, two weeks ago, we got a new machine in the machine shop that had, and it was a used machine. And upon further inspection, you can find out that the shielding on that on the electric motor has been removed when you guys bought it. And now radio frequency electronic um, interference is escaping that motor, interfering with the twisted pair you have running across the ceiling. All, all sorts of weird things. So asking when they saw that first problem is a good question. Now, is there any other error messages that get displayed when you when you have this problem? Next thing here is to determine if the problem is constant or intermediate. Can you reproduce the problem? Can you send me a screenshot or a video of the problem is another nice thing to ask for. Once again, making sure you're talking about the same thing. And here is one of the issues about troubleshooting. Sometimes a problem happens once and only once. And to that end user, it's the end of their world. It is a problem. They can't get their work done. When you go over there and you have them show me or ask for a video or ask them if they can reproduce it, they can't. It happened once. And people, people a lot of times want an answer on why it didn't work the first time. Ever go to a web page and it doesn't load in? But then you hit the reload button and all of a sudden it loads in. What caused it not to load in that first time, but then two seconds later, you were able to get it in. I can't necessarily tell you there's a hundred different things that could have caused that web page to load in the first time, but then you can't repeat it. So I can't troubleshoot it. If you could repeat it, I can troubleshoot it and I can narrow it down and I can give you an answer. I classify this type of error as a hiccup. 
the hiccup. It's just like a hiccup that you have. You hiccup once, you hiccup twice, and then it's gone. You can't necessarily troubleshoot. If you got chronic hiccups and it continues going on, yes, you can see a doctor and you guys can work on a solution and fix it. But if you hiccup a couple of times and it's gone, you, there's, there's nothing really to troubleshoot. Same thing with that computer problem. You hit reload on the web page once, twice, and all of a sudden the third time it works. Yeah, it, I'm sorry, but it's a hiccup. I, I can't see the problem. I can't reproduce it. There's nothing for me to troubleshoot. Another question here is determine if anything has changed. What has changed since the last time it worked? So last time it worked, what changed since then? Oh, nothing's changed. Ah, but you installed a screensaver with kitties. Screensavers are notorious for having malware in them. And with that malware, that's now causing the pop-ups on your screen. A lot of times, users won't admit to doing something that they did, but they'll definitely let you know that, hey, they, you installed this new network and you now have a new SSID to connect to for your wireless device. So determine if anything's changed. And then the last one here. Use questions to eliminate or discover possible problems. One of the things to, as you're having this conversation, ask them what works. I mean, we're discussing everything that doesn't work, the reasons for it, but then ask them what works. And that may give you a clue uh, on saying that my Facebook works, but I can't get to the website that I use for ordering stuff. Well, if Facebook works... That means they have a connection to the internet, that your internals are all probably working. Maybe it's the, actually the ordering website is down. Of course, always ask what doesn't work also. I hope you're liking this episode on the troubleshooting process. If you have the time, please leave a comment and let me know what you think about the troubleshooting process. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. As you're going through this discover phase, you, you have some tools at your disposal to help you gather information. We have the ping and trace route commands. Those will let you know how your layer three connectivity is. You can do a telnet and it connects to an IP address and it'll tell you, and that will let you know can I connect into an IP address? Is layer three working again? Is the application layer working? Same thing with SSH. Are we having secured traffic? Maybe there's some ACLs that are blocking certain parts. We have some show IP, IP and IP version six. Verify that your IP addressing information is right. That all the settings on your interfaces are correctly. We have our show IP route and IP version six routes on your routers that displays your routing tables make sure that it's propagating all the correct networks and that each device knows about the networks through different routing protocols then make sure you do do a show protocols and that's going to display the status of any configured layer 3 protocols you have and then finally when all else fails you can start using the debug command and have it turn on different levels of debug which will give you different system messages popping up on your routers and switches 
as you're doing your troubleshooting, you can also use, think of it as in layered models, especially the OSI model. You can start thinking at the bottom, the physical layer, the physical layer, and they have a hub listed here and hopefully you're not using hubs in your network, but this would be the physical connections to your devices. That would be the ethernet cable running from the PC to the wall and then the ethernet running up the wall across the hallway into the data closet where that cable's plugged into a switch. Then we have our layer two, our data link. This is where your layer two switches would be. Are all that information correctly? Are the VLAN set up correctly? Is quality of service configured correctly here? All different things to look at. Then we move into the network and transport layers. This is where um, layer three routers are and layer three switches are. Are all these configurations correct here? Is your IP addressing correct? Is there any errors there? And how about our routing protocols? Is all of this information here correct? And then you can start looking at the end system in the top three levels. Is the software correctly? Is there malware installed? Do they actually have the application installed? Do they have permissions to use that application on their account? And looking at it from the OSI model is a nice place to start. There are different troubleshooting approaches that you can use to go in and hopefully figure out what's wrong on your network and fix those problems. Here, there's seven of them listed. You can either use the bottom up or top down. Depending upon what you think is the problem, I would stop it either at the top or, or I would start either at the top or the bottom. If you think it's a hardware problem, your physical connections, I'd start it at the bottom going up. So this would be hardware. If you think it's a software issue, start start at the top and working down. Now, making the decision between these, you're gonna need a little bit of experience here. You're gonna need a little bit of XP so you can look at that. But if you're not sure, pick one. Pick the one you're most comfortable with, start troubleshooting there, and then working to the other end of the top or the down. You could do the divide and conquer where you start in the middle. And then when you start in the middle, you can test both directions. You can test going up the OSI model. You can test going down the OSI model. Another method is follow the path. And you use this here to discover the actual traffic path from the source to the destination. And that'll help you reduce the scope of your troubleshooting. If you go right from the source to the destination, you're not gonna look at the other stuff that aren't part of that path of your problem. We could use a substitution troubleshooting method. And this is where you physically swap out this is this, the device you think has a problem with a working one. And so this is a swap here. This is a physical swap. I guess you should put physical. It's a physical swap of hardware. You can also do a comparison. You can set up another system and it attempts to resolve the problem by comparing 
a non-operational element with a working one. So you have the broken one, you have the working one, and you compare them. And a lot of times you'll do this with configurations. It's working on router one, but router two, which is the redundant link, it isn't working. Why isn't it working? And so you do a show run and then you list and you go through and you list at it. Do a show VLANs and show interface and you, and you compare until you find out, oh, there it is. The, the interface is physically disabled. Somebody did a shutdown on it. So I go ahead and do a no shutdown. And so you did that comparison until you saw the problem. And then the last one is this educated guess. Eventually, you're going to have to come up with something as the problem. Now, the success of this method, it varies based on your troubleshooting experience and ability. If you're new to your job and you don't have a lot of troubleshooting ability, your educated guesses probably aren't going to be the best. You may want to look at using one of these other solutions. But if you've been at the company for 10 years and you've personally built that network up with your own blood, sweat, and tears, your educated guess on where that problem is is probably going to be a pretty good one. And you could probably go directly there and test it out. And if your educated guess isn't right, then you go and follow one of the other methods. But if your educated guess was correct, you've just saved minutes, hours, days of troubleshooting, and you and hopefully you got your problem fixed right away. As you look at your troubleshooting, you should have a method for selecting the best process for you to troubleshoot. Now, to quickly resolve these networking problems, take the time, take a couple minutes here, and to select the most effective network troubleshooting method. And here's a diagram that will help you look at this. And as you look here, you can determine the scope. Is it, is it a big one? Is it limited? Is it complex? Another way to look at this, is this software here? Or is this hardware? Now, this may be an educated guess at this point in time, but if it's software, you would go with the top-down method. If it's more complex or hardware, I would start with the bottom up. That way you know your layer one's working. You have those physical connections. And then we start going into layer two and layer three with your IP addressing and, and working up that OSI model. We can also analyze the sy symptoms here. If you analyze it, and it may send you to one direction or another. You can also look at your previous experiences. Have you ever seen this before? If, if you've experienced this problem before, I would use kind of the divide and conquer, or I would go and try to fix the problem directly. So fix directly. Just go right to what the problem was last time, see if you can fix it. If not, you wasted two minutes and then you can go on. But if it's a new problem, then you could either go to the bottom up method or you could go to the top down method. Either one of these would be a good solution. And so just thinking about your problem, doing a couple seconds of, of planning for your method might help you get better success quicker. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on the troubleshooting process. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. 
All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all of these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation for the CCNA. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.